Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. With screaming. <laughs> yeah, now with more screams. Yeah. You scream, I scream, the Banshee screams, and then you die. That Wonderful. classic nursery rhyme. Wonderful. Well, I suppose to, to kick things back off, rejoining our doorkeepers as they continue their exploration of the Pyramid of the Sky Pharaoh. When we last left our heroes, they had left the Crypt of Fire and had decided to make their way around and enter into the Crypt of Water. Our game's water temple, if you will. Yeah. Really? Really? <laughs> That's what we're going to do? Uh, oh, spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Exploring the, uh, or entering in, the party had uh, gotten past the door that requires the blood sacrifice before meeting with a trio of Thanodemons. Weirdly entrepreneurial. Yeah, you know, they're just kind of, they're like, hey, you want a little gondola ride through the beautiful scenic pyramid? We can take you. Well, at least we negotiated and, and, you know, hopefully, I mean, they're not coming to our aid anytime soon, but at least they'll be there if we survive. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys had negotiated with the uh, the gondoliers who had then subsequently brought you uh, deeper into the pyramid. You've made your way into the eastern wing of the pyramid's uh, water crypt first. Wherein you'd found a uh, an icy chamber containing a gemstone pyramid that seemed to have been made of sapphire as well as a sarcophagus, all frozen beneath the surface of the water. And we're like, mm, nah. Well, <laughs> yeah. it, it wasn't well, like, um, nah, it was... Uh, anybody got a chisel? <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, we don't want to waste the effort to try to, like, really just go at this. Yeah, without knowing for sure if this was the actual room we needed, we felt like continued exploration was a must. I think there was a little metagaming and being like, there's got to be a better way. Well, that and it with it being a magical wall of ice, it's not going to be easy to get rid of. Yeah, we got to find True. the blue flame and bring it in, you know, dump it on there and yep. make sure you dump it in exactly the right spot so it actually melts it and it doesn't just do the little fire thing and then useless. Sure. I might be a little salty about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those who know the reference know that reference. Yes. <laughs> but you left from there and made your way to the watery graves. Upon arriving, you had found a, uh, a statue of an elven woman done in the traditional Osiriani style, holding aloft over her head a crown in one hand and a cartouche in the other. And reading said cartouche, you had determined that this was the crypt of the elven adopted sister of Hakatep's wife. Yep. A woman by the name of Nyla. We should have really honed in on the elven piece of that yeah, description. That was yeah. a total miss by us to not immediately think Banshee. Do you think that's why she was an elf? So they could have a Banshee? Okay. Probably. You, so you think they said we want to have a Banshee fight here and then just worked their way backwards? I don't know. Maybe. But that very well could have. You'd also found four other watery graves containing the bodies of your going to guess maybe servants, handmaidens, Fellow conspirators? Hopefully not elven women. No, we checked. I'm pretty sure they said it wasn't. No, I think, they, I think we said they were human. Yep, yeah, regular old humans. Human. You then subsequently uh, retrieved the statue's, uh, the crown the statue was holding. Had to break her fingers, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to. No, but want is an entirely uh, subjective term as far as uh, what is going to upset a ghost. I didn't well, want to move into your house. She would have been more upset if we had flushed a stoned it. Let's just, or stoned or flushed it, probably. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe she could have possessed it and then it'd been a fight oh, against a crazy uh, flesh blob statue. Could have been interesting. That'd have been weird. Upon attempting to leave, however, the spirit of the elven woman had burst forth through the statue 
and looked across the distance to, to you. Again, a tall, lithe figure, even floating here, you believe, just over maybe six feet in height. A mane of hair floating about her, almost as if she were still underwater despite being above the surface. Hmm. As she begins a deep, unnecessary, since she's undead, intake of breath before this well begins. Ugh. And I think we'll go ahead and just start things off with initiative, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did very averagely. It did okay. Yeah, that's passable. <laughs> I don't like this, y'all. We should be excited and we should be doing a good job. Banshees are terrifying. Well, I know. I'm looking at my eight level spell slots going, maybe. Maybe. All right. Hollis Starkweather. Hollis rolls a 10 for a 17. Sudi Kantar. Sudi rolls a 9 for a 15. Masika of the Beckon. Masika rolls a 3 for a 5. Yikes. Citra Nahamra. Uh, Citra got a 16 for a 22. Really wish I had silence. Oh, that Silence would be, would be the clutch at AF right now. now. I don't have it. You'd have had to have readied it anyway. That's a little bit easier, but I just don't have it. I am going to need Citra to give me a roll off. Citra win. Citra win. Citra Come win. Come on, dice gods. Where's a cat to bless my dice? Oh, oh that, was, that was very good. Yeah. I have residual cat energy. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they spend all day sleeping, is to build up residual cat energy. <laughs> uh, I rolled a 19 for a 25. Hey, nice. Nice. Unfortunately, we all know that that means Citra goes first and then this horrible lady. Yeah, but at least I went ahead and cast Overland Flight on myself, Ooh. so I'm not having to jump into the water. Yeah, so you could you could, <laughs> you could possibly actually ghostly sneak attack her with your etheric strike, or is it etheric strike? I have etheric strike, yeah. Yeah. So... Combat begins. Nyla flies free from the statue, begins to take in a breath. All of you have a moment to turn before Citro with lightning reflexes gets first initiative. <laughs> nice. As you're like, huh. You don't have knowledge of religion, do you? No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, more likely than not, you have no idea what's going on here. <laughs> there appears to be a ghost of some form. Well, uh, Citra is going to uh, immediately close in on said ghost not knowing the extra dangers of said ghost because I don't have knowledge religion. Mm. And since I know she is a ghost, though, I shall strike with my etheric strike if I strike. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. We're, we're not doing terrible. I rolled a 15 for a 34. So you fly across the distance, stab forward with a 34. That will strike your target. Okay. Uh, I do uh, nine points of regular one point of electricity, four points of fire, and then that is uh, 27 points of sneak attack etheric damage. 27 points of damage. So Citra, you dive across the distance. Your blade flashes as you intone, whisper your prayer, trace your finger along the edge of it, whatever uh, mystic technique it is that your rogue archetype has given you for being able to strike things ethereally as your blade slices, slamming into the center of her chest as she looks down at this and then looks up at you with what you can only describe as hate and utter madness in her eyes. Uh-oh. As uh, in there is nothing reasoning still in there. Is it just me or does she not look right? <laughs> Hollis just 
looks at you. She's a ghost. I mean, you say, <laughs> she doesn't look right. And she just screams in your face. Uh, as a side note for Citra, you can tell the electricity seems to have had some minor effect on her. The fire seems to have done nothing. Okay. Oddly enough, even as you're plunging your blade into this, despite the fact that it's some form of ethereal creature, your blade is almost turned aside. It is only the positive effect of this that actually seems to injure it. Oh, great. I can only uh, do that three more times. Mm. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, here we go. Here's the part where everyone's been uh, frightened of. Don't yep. like it. Don't want that it. That brings never, us to I've never done this before. Here we go. Nyla. I will just throw this out here just as a random comment real quick as I build I don't up like anticipation here. Rick throws out random comments. It seems, especially considering the power of the Banshee, almost unfair that it has a plus 15 initiative modifier. Yes. Right? Exactly. Yes, it does. Banshees are awful. As a four-round action, she screams. Yep. Of course she does. I don't suppose that's a cone effect. <laughs> it is a 40-foot radius, which will include yep. basically everything except for the furthest corners of this room. Yep. I will need a fortitude save from the party. Uh, is this, uh, have any descriptors like fear effect, mind affecting, any of that stuff? This is a sonic death effect. Wait, death effects. I get a bonus. Well, I also get a bonus for death effects. I'm going to need the bonus. <laughs> Crap. Uh, here's my real question. Does sugar get any protection from being in the bag? If it's sealed, which I imagine it has been sealed since you've been going through a watertight area. Yeah. yeah. Then I wouldn't worry about sugar. Yay. Okay. Hollis Starkweather. Hollis rolls a nine for a 17. Oh, no. Sudi. Sudi rolls a five for a 27. Masika? Masika rolls a 15 for a 27. Oh, God. Okay. That's probably okay. Is that a 27? Citra? Uh, Citra rolled a 13 for a 25. And the party is TPK'd. Nah, 27's pretty f***ing high. Sudi, Citra, Masika, you feel a deep-seated fear burrow into your heart. As to the point that you've gained the second condition, as you just feel this overwhelming fear kind of settle in this nausea in your stomach as she begins to well at the top of her lungs. Great. Hollis, you have failed the fortitude save. Yeah. And take 140 points of damage. I know. Yeah, I die. Oh. Yeesh. Masika and Sudi, you feel yourselves taken aback. Citra, this is right in your face as she wells in this yeah. honestly tragic scream that has this feeling of deep layers of anger and betrayal. Hollis, you feel this pierce into your mind, and it's honestly like someone has just snuffed out a candle mm. as Hollis topples to the ground and falls still. <sighs> I knew I was going to get somebody. Sudi Kantar. Uh, Sudi needs to get into some sort of a base-to-base -base contact situation with her. Is there a way for me to get a running start and jump? onto that platform. Uh, yeah, if you rush forward, you should be able to get to uh, the side and then leap forward. As long as you're leaping in a forward direction, it doesn't actually matter what direction your running start is. Okay, and then I get a 25 with the second uh, to jump the 15 feet uh, to hit there. Can I hit that? So Sudi rushes forward, leaps through the air, clears the 15 foot gap over the water between where he was on the side platform and where Nalia is floating above the central platform 
with Citra flying above the platform or flying above the water directly ahead of her as Sudi touches down on the ground. I imagine sparing a glance in Hollis's direction, but knowing you immediately need to end whatever threat this is. Uh, Sudi, as he flies through the air with the greatest of ease, would like to make a knowledge religion because I think it would be hilarious if he actually knew what this was. Yeah, go ahead and roll. You know, that was pretty darn good. I got a 19 for a 24. Good job. With a 24, you do recognize this. This is a creature known as a banshee. A banshee is the enraged spirit of an elven woman who either betrayed those that she loved or was herself betrayed. Maddened by grief, a banshee visits her vengeance on all living creatures, innocent or guilty, with their fearsome touch and deadly wells. She is the uh, undead spirit of an elven woman who in her last moments of life either committed some form of heinous betrayal or of her friends or family or was herself dealt a soul-shattering torturous death at the hands of those she thought were her allies and loved ones. I mean, both of those things happened to her. Yeah, why not yeah. both? In either event, the spirit of the slain elf rises with the next sunset as a creature of indiscriminate vengeance whose hatred of the living targets both innocent and guilty with equal ferocity. Only the cleansing rays of true sunlight, a symbol of healing, renewal, and forgiveness, evokes anything resembling fear in these mind nearly mindless harbingers of death. Time for sunbeams. You may ask one question pertaining towards the Banshee. I get a question? Man, I never make knowledge checks. <laughs> um, okay, let's go with uh, special attacks, because see if there's anything else we need to worry about. Special attacks? Uh, first off, most famously, they're capable of welling. Yep. Yeah, we got that we, one. We saw that, felt that. <laughs> the well of the Banshee uh, can be used once per minute as a full round action. Oh my god. And will last until the beginning of her next turn. All creatures within 40 feet of the Banshee when she begins her well, as well as all creatures that end their turn while within the radius, must make a fortitude save. As Great. a side note, uh, creatures that are under a fear effect take a minus four penalty on this save. Uh, crud. Creatures that make their saves are uh, sickened for 1d6 rounds. Uh, those who fail take, uh, in this case, 140 points of damage. Yep. As per the Well of the Banshee spell. Yep. If a Welling Banshee is damaged during a well, she must make a will save to maintain the well, otherwise it ends. This is a sonic death effect. Uh, they're supernaturally powerful and can penetrate any effect of any spell, third level or lower, that creates silence. Jeez. Wow. It's too loud even for that. Uh, in addition to that, the other two special attacks that she possesses is first off her, eh, actually no, well, her touch deals negative energy. So I'll go ahead and just throw that out yeah, there. Yeah, okay. And a lot. Of course. In addition to that, a creature damaged by the Banshee's touch attack must make a will save and failure means that they cower in fear. Oh, great. Uh, this is for 1d3 rounds. Oh, great. If the target is protected against fear by a dispellable effect, such as Hero Feast or mind's, Mind Blank, uh, or Remove Fear, the Banshee's Touch attempts to dispel one such effect with greater dispel magic. Banshees, man, aren't they great? As an no. interesting side <laughs> note, the negative energy caused by the Banshee's Touch can only harm the living. It cannot heal undead. Thankfully. Okay. So she can't just heal herself. Okay. That's one very small consolation. Yeah. So, Sudi, you touch down on the other side, kind of registering that you're like, she's still screaming, and I'm about to get hit with a second wave of this. Yep, so Sudi hits the ground, probably tries to shout, she's a banshee, before he punches her, because, I mean, all he can try to do is punch her, but it's probably not going to do much of anything. All right. Okay, roll a 17 for a 37. A 37 will hit your target, though, as you dive to the floor and slam your fist into her. 
Okay, that is 12 points of damage. My fists are magical. Uh, I'll go ahead and just throw this out there. Are they good aligned? Uh, that's a good question. I, I don't, don't doubt that very seriously since you are not yourself even good. Uh, I, I get lawful. So, no, I don't have good aligned weapons in my oh, fists. Your so. fist slams into her side to no effect. Yep, that's what I was afraid of. I will need you to make a fortitude save. Here we go. All right, uh, that is a 14, which gets me a 36 minus 4, so 32. Uh, you don't take the penalty. You're sick and not frightened. Oh, good. Okay, so then I get a um, 34. That succeeds, although you will continue to be sickened for another six rounds great. as you continue to push past this. Great, great. <laughs> Again, this sense of despair and nausea overtaking you as you slam your fist into her side for no effect. Great. Yeah, and I can't get big on this platform because... Uh, There's the uh, stand. It's a five foot by ten foot like platform in front of the statue that we defaced, so... Don't you have flying shoes? Yeah. Actually, that might be something I try to do is to get big. <laughs> I was thinking that or the pummeling style will eventually get through her damage reduction. Sudi, we go to Masika of the Beckon. We're going to have to use one of those two resurrection things on Hollis. Ah, crud. Um, all right. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm going to cast the spell Sun's Disdain Mass, and I need her to make okay. a will save. Okay. So you chant in tone, Sun's Disdain Mass. Mm-hmm. That's middling. However, for her, middling is still a 26. Oh, that freaking passes. Yeah, I figured she'd have good will saves. Well, if I could have done this, it would have made her particularly susceptible to bright light. And then if she failed a fortitude save against my searing light or sunbeam, she's instantly dead. So. Oh, that would have been cool. <laughs> that would have been cool. That would have been really, really nice to have. And just hit her with sunbeam. You might be the only person who's able to damage her. All right. You still have a move action remaining. I'm just going to make a knowledge religion check just so I can get some any, maybe some extra information. Okay. Um, I roll a 17 for a 33. All right. Yep. This is going just about the way I was expecting it to. Uh, yep. 33. You can recognize this also as a banshee. Again, I guess maybe there are desert elves that you're aware of the legends of there the banshee. There are desert elves actually uh, in the yeah. books. I mean, we just haven't run into any. Yeah, you haven't met any desert elves. I'm assuming there's probably some out in the parched dunes. Masika's probably yeah, this, some uh, before. This, but... a, this adventure path was more about the Palmet Dwarves. Mm -hmm. You may ask uh, two questions pertaining towards the Banshee. Do they have any weaknesses? They do have a weakness. They have sunlight powerlessness. Okay. Uh, if the, the creature is in sunlight, but not in an area of daylight or similar spells, it cannot attack and is staggered. Okay, but that's not going to freaking help us. All right. Crap. So, wait, daylight doesn't work on them? Mm -mm. And I don't have one memorized anyway. We'd have yeah. to literally get her outside with the cloud cover. I yeah, don't think good it, luck with yeah. that. Yeah. You may ask another question if you so wish. I mean, Sudi got all of the special attacks. I mean. Defenses. That's what I'd go I mean, for. she's a ghost, so special defenses. It's going to be incorporeal and all that jazz. Well, she might. She must have something else because, like, we're, we're, I did basically no damage to her. She has some kind of damage reduction or something. Because I should be doing half damage, not no damage. Uh, special defenses. Special defenses. Uh, first off, Banshees are incorporeal, which comes with the usual incorporeal stuff of uh, more or less it can uh, be harmed only by other incorporeal creatures, magic weapons, or creatures that strike as magic weapons, and spells, spell like abilities, or supernatural abilities is immune to all non-magical attack forms. Even when hit by spells or magical weapons, it takes only half damage from a corporeal source except for channeled energy. 
Although it is not a magical attack, holy water can also affect incorporeal undead. In addition to that, uh, it is also an undead creature. So standard undead universal rules. So immune to death effects, disease, mind affecting effects, charms, compulsions, moral effects, phantasms, and patterns. Paralysis, poison, sleep, stun, and any effect that requires a fortitude save unless it also affects object. You may make me a knowledge of the planes. I don't have knowledge of the planes. The city? Uh, no. Nope, we need our resident wizard for that. Yep. To all of your knowledge, she shouldn't possess damage reduction. Oh, crud. All right, so I have a swim speed, so this water is not going to slow me down, right? What is your swim speed? 30. Then, no, you'll be moving at your regular movement speed. Anyway, Masika is going to move out of the room and get out of the range of this uh, area effect. So Masika rushes forward. Imagine casting a long look down towards Hollis before rushing out of the room, fleeing outside of the uh, the range and ending her turn five feet out of the range of Nala's screams. Nyla. Yep. Nyla screams, taking us from Masika to Citra Nahamra. Uh, Citra is going to take a five a step into the flank, and since there is no limit to how many times I can do my etheric strike per turn, I'm going to just try to sneak attack this banshee right back to where she came from. <laughs> yes, please drop her as soon as possible. I'm not sure I can actually damage her. I'm going to try. Are you pulling your offhand weapon also? It, yes. If you, do, if you do that, though, you it's a move action. Oh, no, you have the gloves of storing. Yeah. I have the gloves of storing. The only thing is that it's going to drop my attacks. I'm already sickened. So I have a higher... Ch yeah, I have a higher chance of hitting her if I just stick with three attacks. Unless you're going to go for... I mean, you can only do this three times, so if you hit her... I can only do it three her, more times. Yeah, so if you hit her three of those times, then you're fine. But if you hit her four or five, that's just bonus. Well, if she hits her more than three times, it's moot. Citra can only deal sneak attack when she's using etheric strike. She doesn't have a ghost touch weapon. So oh, yeah. even you're if right, she stabs right. subsequently. I can't do anything beyond that then. That's true. Oh my gosh. So then you and I are going to be up a creek. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I, want, I, I don't know if I should use my two weapon fighting because I'm already down two from the second, correct? You're down two from the second, correct. Yeah, but if I'm down two from the second and then I use two weapon fighting, I'm down another two. Correct. So I'm thinking not use two weapon fighting and just try to do my three attacks. That way I have a slightly better chance of hitting her and getting that sneak attack. Okay. Okay. So yeah. that's what I'm going to do. And So Citra springs into the flank, yes. managing to flank even though she's not really paying much attention to Sudi. Sudi just tried to slam his fist into her and seemed to have done nothing to the ghost. I, I weirdly am going through her, but not doing any damage, which is weird. Incorporeal right. and damage reduction is a it's a vicious combination. I was gonna I was gonna say yeah. it's a mean combination because like it seriously is. we're already we're already getting hit with half damage and then you're making it even worse. Yeah, and here's hoping that this even hits. I rolled a ten for a twenty-seven. A twenty-seven will strike your flanked foe as you spring to the side and stab out at her. And you said the electricity did a little bit, but not the the fire did nothing. Okay, well I did one point of electricity to her. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, that's lots of sixes. Yay for sixes. All right. One, two, three, four, five times six is uh, 30 plus five. Uh, that is 35 points of positive damage against her. Oh, Jesus. Ha. <laughs> and how much was your regular damage? Did 11. Okay. <laughs> that's the highest I can get is 11. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> did nothing. Okay, then yeah. That's why her I didn't GR, <laughs> Her GR has to be like 15 or something. <laughs> yeah. 
Alright, well, I'll go ahead and bounce this die. Alright, well, she got a 30 will save. However, that is not high enough to overcome the 15 plus damage dealt to maintain her well. So oh, you okay, ram your hey. blade into her side and she stops screaming. <laughs> hey, that's something at least. As you retract your blade. Uh, also, lest I forget, go ahead and bounce me a d6. One. She did begin her turn within a 40 foot radius of your helm. Oh, okay. So she took the 1d6 points of damage from your blazing helmet. Oh, I wish I'd rolled better on that. All right. Well, that was my first attack. But you, can right. you discombobulate her and all of that stuff? It's a sneak attack, yeah. Oh, well, then I would like to disorient and bewilder her. Very well. So let's get that AC down. Let's get that attack down. She is let's very bewildered by your piece of pointy metal managing to stab her <laughs> in her non-existent kidney, but still hurting her somehow. Well, that was a better roll, so hopefully. All right. So with the minus two, I rolled a 16 for a 28. A 28 will strike your flanked debilitated target. All right, that is uh, six points of electricity. Oh, lots of sixes again. I like sixes. Since <laughs> okay, you're pulling out all the stops, glancing over there at Hollis's prone form, and, you know, Masika just kind of trying to blast off a spell and then going basically like a dolphin, springs into the water and then <laughs> shoots up out of the water on the other side and then takes off out of the room. <laughs> Uh, that is another 29 points of positive energy damage. Another solid blow as you continue to ram your blade into her. All right, God, guys. God, Citra does so much damage. I mean, you did also extend that uh, uh, duration for another round. and all of that for another yeah. round, so hey. Okay, so this is... <laughs> Pray, guys, this is the last one. Go Come for on, broke. dice gods. Give me a 20. <laughs> That's not a 20, but it's not... Ter terrible, so... It's not, not... A <laughs> it's a 16 again, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping I've debilitated her enough. Her AC's is... down by six, so, you know. Yeah, but I'm also down by two. Uh, so that is a 16 for a 23. A 23 will strike your flanked, okay. bewildered foe. Woo! At okay. least there's something she doesn't have really good at. Jeez. That, that is another six points of electricity damage. Chip, chip, chipping away. More sixes. I like sixes. That would be 33 points of positive energy damage. Ouch. Another solid blow, although the Banshee is still going as you ram <laughs> your glowing uh, blade yeah, she into has her a, back. She's going to have a metric F-ton of hit points. Y'all know that, right? over again. <laughs> I mean, that's over 100 points of damage, I think, done roughly. Yeah. Well, that really freaking hurt. Oh, yeah, she coming for me. Oh, yeah, definitely. she'll take a five-foot step out of that flank. Ah, oh, dang it. I step up after her. Okay. There's nothing she can do about that. Take that. <laughs> it does nothing. It does nothing, <laughs> but hey. She will go ahead and reach out at Citra. Yeah. I'm, I'm ex I was expecting that. Yeah. At least you got all of your uh, etheric strikes out, so if you're cowering for three rounds, it's not well, as bad. She also has a minus six against me at the moment. That's that true. true. Uh, that is still, however, a 37 to hit your touch AC. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> She's going to try and rip my heart out. That's what's happening right now. <laughs> Yikes. She tears a hand through you for 50 points of <laughs> negative energy damage. Oh. Oh, my goodness gracious. We need oh to drop her. I have I have none left of those unless 50 we have a... 50 with a touch. Yeah. I will need Citra to go ahead and make me a will save. <laughs> oh, 
This is a mind-affecting fear effect. That doesn't mean anything. I have stuff against curses and mummies. This was mummy's mask, not banshee mask. I'd play banshee mask. No, you I realize would not. mummies also have a fear effect, right? Well, Citra actually does get a bonus specifically against uh, mummies fear effect, but only yes. from the fear effect of mummies. But yeah. only just from the saying, fear effect of mummies. <laughs> yeah, saying fear not being, you know, with a mummy get with the mummy's mask, yeah, but they have a fear effect. Yep, fear is the mind killer. That'd be a ten for a twenty-one. Citra, you feel this hand reach into your chest. And as it does so, you feel this energy drain from your body of this horrific touch. Maybe it's just being in this place. Maybe it's just a, a deep-seated innate pessimism of being this close and knowing what death might mean to you. Again, seeing the fallen form of your friend, the fear is overwhelming. Yep. Bye, guys. <laughs> I'm running. Uh, you will be cowering for the next round. Well, it could have been worse. From Nyla, we go to Sudi Kantar. <sighs> oh, man. All right. Sudi, uh, swift action switches to pummeling style. Just kind of looks at this banshee. Hey, hey, eyes over here. And then he's going to just flurry of blows, start punching her, and hopefully I get through the DR eventually. And I don't know if incorporeal means I'm doing half damage to her DR. I have no idea how any of that works. Uh, incorporeal in damage reduction means that you do half damage before you apply the damage reduction. First off, Wombo Combo, thank you so much to whoever wrote this. Um, that seems to be their thing. Yeah, they're they're really they're really hitting it up with making sure <laughs> the melee guys are not having a fun time. Um, all right, so I roll a thirteen for a thirty-three. A thirty-three will strike your target as you bring your fist around. That's a hit. I do eleven points of damage. Very well. So which is five. Five points, so no effect to her, but you're yep. hoping you can start to hammer through the DR. Oh my gosh. If she has DR 20, I am up a creek. <laughs> DR 50, mythic. Oh gosh. All right, and then I have, have rolls like this. I roll a five for a 25. A 25 will hit your bewildered foe as she's still <laughs> recovering from the three etheric thank, strikes to her back. Thank goodness for small mercies. That is 12 points of damage, so six so that's 11 towards her dr you very lightly injure her as you hey! continue to hammer yeah, your fist home <laughs> i found the magic number oh my gosh all right here we go oh lord uh third oh, attack Cyrus. all right that is a 19 for a 34 34 will strike your foe so that is 14 points of damage all right you continue to punch 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 away as you keep slamming the same point over and over again that's a perfect 20. Oh, there we go. Perfect 20 oh, will automatically hit. You cannot threat or critical yep, this target. I can't, so I will. However, <laughs> I take that hit, though. Yep. So that's 12 points of damage. I'll use a key point to get an extra attack. All right. You continue Again, to hammer to away. Yep. Cool. Another perfect 20. Awesome. Oh, <laughs> nice. It's just because you I can't. I really wish I could it's crit. It's because you can't crit. <laughs> it's exactly because I can't crit that they're happening. It's, it's very, Jordan's very rude. Jordan's dice luck is holding true. <laughs> That's more threats than I think Jordan's had in the last book. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's so disappointing. This is how it so always mean. is for me, though. It's like, oh, you can't critical this? Yeah, that, that's when the 20s start rolling out like candy. All right, here we go. Hey, I max damage, too. So uh, I hit him for 16. Chip, chip, chipping away. As oh, you continue to slam your fist in over and over and over again. Oh my gosh. Well, that's the end of my turn. I don't normally say this, 
Oh, Lord. Uh-oh. But I do feel somewhat guilty in this situation. Why? Did you kill Hollis? I already felt guilty about killing Hollis. <laughs> An echoing moan rolls through the chamber as the four smaller pools begin to bubble. Oh, are get right the fuck out. Me? Get Rising right up the are four out. ethereal handmaidens as they float up from the pool's surface. Can we reload the autosave real quick? <laughs> <laughs> All right, save scum, save scum, go. <laughs> I've I've learned this boss's uh, combo, so I would like to reload. Yeah, can I? Can we reload the like quick save that we did right before we took the hat out of the crown? Is there a, out is of there a bonfire or a touch of grace or a lantern yeah. around here exactly. or something? Yeah. You know, hit the I, well, we hit that Q real quick before. We need the, we need the RNG to go more in our favor. Reload that save. <laughs> As they Four glide ghosts? up to the surface. You're kidding me. What the absolute heck? Maybe we'll get lucky, and if we get the Banshee down, they all just disappear. The four yeah, begin to glide it. their way forward. Oh, As they gosh. begin to approach closer, Nyla seems to almost bolster in strength. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> so this is the end boss of this, right? We accidentally stumbled on the end boss of this uh, this side of the temple, right? It's possible. Masika of the Beckon. Mm. <laughs> Man, you got sunlight? No, I do not have sunlight. <laughs> if pertinent, you may make a uh, knowledge religion. I roll a five for a 21. You look over, you see these ethereal women rise up out of the water. These strangely translucent figures, faintly discernible facial, facial features, twisted and corrupted in sneers of either rage or terror. These are creatures known as phantasms. A phantasm is a malevolent and sinister spirit that delights in the destruction of good-aligned creatures. While Great. many undead creatures are the undead form of once-living creatures, phantasms have no real material connection to living creatures. They are spirits born of pure evil. They are most often found haunting ruined temples or churches dedicated to evil gods or dungeons consecrated by evil creatures. Any place where the stench of evil permeates the very air. Oh, great. They are sometimes employed by other more powerful undead, such as liches or vampires, although for the most part, they're solitary creatures, though sometimes they are encountered with other phantasms. Phantasm gangs, as they're known. Oh, okay. While of rare, course. work together to bring about the destruction of their foes using their abilities to destroy and corrupt as many opponents as they can. Well, they're going to get burned getting close to me. That's true. Hopefully they have six hit points. That would be great. <laughs> I mean, they're not going to have six hit points. No, they're not. That was me being trying to be optimistic in this extremely bad situation we're in. I have a question. I have an answer. Since I have a swim speed, I can tread water and cast spells and such in the water, yes. Yeah. All right. Um, so Masika is going to... First, I'll, ha I'll say she takes a five-foot step, and then she realizes that two of them are right next to each other, the Banshee and one of these Phantasms. So she's going to keep moving. Okay, so she just and moves five feet, doesn't take a five-foot step. Yeah, but she moves moving. five feet, sees the other ones. So I'm going to hop in the water. Okay, you can see right that there are four of them, Hollis. in fact. Um, and then I am going to cast Sunbeam. Sunbeam is a line from my hand with a range of 60 feet and affects all creatures in the line. So I will hit the Banshee <laughs> and the Phantasm that is behind her. Okay, um, awesome. They are either one of them considered creatures that sunlight is harmful or unnatural. I know the Banshee's weakened in sunlight, but does that count it as harmful or unnatural? Such an interesting phrasing. 
Yeah. So I feel like that's targeted at vampires. Yeah, any creatures to which sunlight is harmful or unnatural is what it says. Well, it's always funny to talk about unnatural with supernatural things like undead. Mm-hmm. And I need to also know if they're considered to be specifically harmed by bright light. The spell has a lot of little things. When I was asking if you had sunlight earlier, I meant sunbeam. <laughs> Quick, Venusaur, use sunbeam. Okay, let's face it. Mystique is a water type. Um. While she is sunlight powerless, it does not actually damage her. Okay, but I just wanted to know if she was going to take double damage because no. it says unnatural, and that's a very vague Yeah, it's word. a very vague term. Okay, so Nyla and the Phantasm need to make a reflex save, first of all. Nyla and the Phantasm, one of my favorite bands. <laughs> Nyla. One of my favorite AEW wrestlers named is Nyla Rose, and she's totally who I'm picturing as this Banshee, by the way. So, oh, yeah. awesome. So we've cast the Banshee. <laughs> yeah, that was easy. All right, so the reflex save is going to be DC 25. Okay, so Nyla gets a 29. The Phantasm gets a 21. Okay, so the Phantasm fails. Okay. So the Phantasm is blinded because it failed its save. Okay. So and you then, blast it, Sears, her poor, useless undead eyes. So they're both going to take 15d6, not 115. <laughs> 115 d6. I mean, if you if we could get away with it, that'd be real amazing right now. Yes. What would Nethys do? <laughs> I do 49 points of damage. So Nyla takes half of that, which would be what 24. Correct, and it's still technically damage from a corporeal source that is not channeled energy. So half again. So still a solid blast, and then we're going to 24 to the. Phantasm was you blast her full on the eyes as she stumbles back. Somehow the fact that she is just ectoplasm and doesn't actually have eyes, you still somehow manage to blind an incorporeal ghost. I'm magic, I guess. <laughs> magic. I can do that four more. I have four more beams. You should use all four beams immediately. Narmer is going to pop out and use his ring of the ram and blow three charges to do 3d6 points of damage uh, to Nyla. Aha! She springs out. She is subject to a bull rush. Oh, I think he still has to make an attack roll. Yeah. She's actually still disoriented from Citrus Stab. Good. <laughs> All right, so Narma rolls a 15. He has a 9 base attack, which is 24, and then he has a 3 dexterity, which gets him a 27. The 27 will strike his debilitated foe as his tiny flipper <laughs> punches out. Please kill her with the ring a of the ram. ram streaks across the distance and slams into her. 16 points of force damage to this banshee. Not too shabby. <laughs> and she is uh, bull rushed. So, yeah, go ahead and make me a combat maneuver check. So it's just his base attack plus a d20 plus, his, plus the 17, right? Uh, plus 19 because you get a plus two bonus if three charges are expended. So that's a 32 plus another two. So... 34 to bull rush her. That will knock her five feet back. Great. Now I can't hit her. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, what else was he going to do? As Narvo slaps his fin forward, a, uh, a mystical ram of force slams into her. Ah, I got her. Did she? Oh, God, Hollis, no. Uh, he has been in the back. Ah, <laughs> oh, you sweet summer child. You're taking too soon. I will avenge you. Keep keep using that ring, Narmer. Use it a lot, please. Over and over and over again. Right, but get, sh get sugar as quick as possible. Nothing else matters. We have to shave our French. I said shave, not shave. 
That's the end of Masika's Please don't turn. Please sh- don't shave Sudi. From Masika, we go to Citra, who cowers. Yep. From Citra, we go to Nyla. Six points. Nyla looms over Citra as she just kind of turns, ducks her head down. A blast of white radiance rolls through the banshee as she disintegrates under the six points of damage. No way! No From the crown. I knew that hell was going to be good for some. Oh my goodness. How many hit points did she have left before the helm? Five. Oh, so if it wasn't for that ring of the ram, she would have got me. Oh, yes, that is teamwork at its best. Amazing synergy. (laughs) I was like, Narmer has a thing that does force damage. I just read my fish fish. I'd remembered it my first turn, but anyway. (laughs) Better late than never, I suppose. Amazing. Yeah, now we just have four phantasms to do. Yeah, hopefully these are very low level. That helmet paying for itself. Uh, Yeah. And how it's coming surprisingly useful. Oh, man. That's good, because I think she was about to reach into my heart and squeeze it again. Oh, probably. 14d6 points of negative energy damage. That, that is, is ridiculous. That's oh, an much. obscene amount of damage too on a much. touch attack. Sudi Kantar. Well, that all worked out for the best, because Sudi was going to be a little grumpy that his uh, target had been pushed away from him, but it all worked out in the end. Um, Citrus cowering. Uh, yeah. None of the other... Technically, Citra's just recovered from cowering, but she's just oh, now starting to... Did I drop my stuff or anything, or did I just, like, cower with my weapons? Doesn't define that a cowering creature... I mean, cowering is usually a step past uh, panicked, but technically, it just jumps you straight to cowering, which sounds like it's a paralyzed with fear. So I'm paralyzed holding my kukri. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I'm fine with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, so uh, Sudi's going to... I guess delay, let these guys come in, and then I'll full-out attack them. All right, so from Sudi, we go to the blind handmaiden, who knows where Citra was. So, yeah, she reaches out at Citra. Oh, now we get into some fun, complicated rules. We weren't doing that already. Oh, no, it gets really complicated from here. I feel like this entire episode has been complicated rules. Well, maybe it doesn't get really complicated from here. Does a 14 touch Citra? Uh, Actually, no. Okay. You spring out of the way even without the 50% mischance as the blind hand, handmaiden gropes in your vague direction. Something about a blind handmaiden makes me think J-Horror. A little bit. She yeah. also takes three yeah. points of damage from my helm. Okay. I'll just go ahead and apply that to all four of them because all four of them are within that range. I hope it stings. <laughs> I mean, they're not supposed to be able to feel pain, but somehow you're still inflicting it with weird sneak attacks. From... There, the next handmaiden will go ahead and glide her way in. Sudi seems the fightery type. I am the fightery type. So we'll glide in and go ahead and reach her arms out towards Sudi. God, I don't know if a 21 will hit Sudi's touch AC. It won't! Uh, Would you like to re-enter the initiative? No, you know what? I'm going to let more of them come at me just in case I can take them down quickly. I'm going to let them all come in and then I'll get them. The next one sells over at Masika. Rude. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was expecting. Blasting uh, sunbeams left, right, and center. Well. And we'll go ahead and take the attack at Masika. Okay, well, all right, maybe I will be re-entering, <laughs> re-entering the initiative. God, that's a 26 to hit your touch AC. Oh, touch is the bad one. Yeah, that definitely hits me. <laughs> touch is the bad one. Bad touch. It's bad touch, man. Bad touch. Bad touch, yep. All right. So first off, the least crappy thing. 
you take four points of damage. Okay. Secondly, you take one negative level. <sighs> oh, there are these creatures. Fun. Thirdly, as she grabs onto you, her claws seeming to almost sink into you, she rolls fully over Masika. I will need you to make a will save as the phantasm plunges into you. Oh, huh. what? They're trying what? to possess I make her. a 15 for a 33. With a concentrated push of will, you focus inward before you repulse the spirit back out of your body, falling really? back on your, your training from years with the sages of your tribe. I would like to re-enter the initiative, please. <laughs> <laughs> Sudi chooses to re-enter the initiative. I will not allow one of them to potentially come touch me and possess me. That would be a really bad idea. Um, okay, so I am going to uh, Floria blows full attack on the one that tried to touch me. Bad touch. Okay. Here we go. Okay, that is a 12 for a 32. A 32 will strike your foe as you launch yourself forward, punching out at your enemy. All right, for 15 points of damage. I'm still bullying if they have damage reduction. Uh, they don't seem to have damage reduction. Although, oh, of course, goodness. you're doing half damage because they are incorporeal. Hey, you know what? That's fine. I just didn't, I don't trust anything after a Banshee had damage direction. We're going to be asking about that in the after party. Do you guys want to know something? Like, this could be an after party thing, but I'll go ahead and throw this out as a fun kind of irony. If we didn't, we don't even need this helm, this helm or this uh, circlet that we we stole. No, no, that's a separate bit of irony. No, the fact what? that they actually have blind fighting. What? <laughs> oh my lord. Why? Why? Okay, I hate anyway. everything right now. Why is, why is everything suffering right now? Um. Okay, so second attack. So good. Okay, that's another 12 for a 32. A 32 will strike your foe as you continue to hammer your fist home. All right, that's 12 points of damage. Another solid blow. Not really solid, but you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, uh, third attack, that is a 8 for a 23. That's probably going to miss. 23 will miss your target as you yeah. spin back around and kick out with your foot. The maiden just tucks her legs up and hovers over it. Yeah, fourth attack is a 10 for a 20, so I'll burn a key point to get an extra attack. So you continue to lash out. Citra seeming to come back to her own. Obviously That's much more nice. comfortable now that the uh, Banshee has disintegrated. Yeah, you know, I don't really like having a creepy lady in my face. Man, that last round I had the two nat 20s, and then I roll another 8 for a 28. <laughs> a 28 will strike your foe, though. Oh, hey, cool. I find incorporeal so creatures tend to rely on the incorporealness for their defense. It's true. Uh, so that's 14 points of damage. That's why ghost touch weapons are so awesome when they are needed. Yep. <laughs> Outside of that, not so much. As Sudi pummels, bringing us to the final handmaiden, who will go ahead and just take that little five-foot hover over to float oh, over Masika no. and also attack down at her. Oh, boy. Incorporeal touch. There it is. They're finally getting their groove back. That's a 31 to hit your touch AC. Yes. I'd have hit you uh, almost your normal AC. That is three points of damage, one negative level, and I will need you to make a will save. Good thing we're 15th level and we have the levels to lose. I mean, not really. Yeah, they're but... sitting there like, not really. I'm, I'm checking my spell list. Don't no one else get drained. <laughs> All right. Um, I roll a perfect 20, which gets me a 38. That's unnecessarily high, but that does succeed. As they continue to try to drain the life out of the shaman, bringing us to Masika. The Banshee's gone. All of them seem to be bubbling under the continued blast of Citra's ghost-finding hat. Hey, there's three of them in a line. Yeah. Yeah, but 
Well, I guess I could take a five foot little. You're not. A, it's not an attack uh, roll, so I don't know if it provokes because you're also not casting it. You already have it. So, Masika will take a little five foot swimmy swim over, and you then have a natural swim speed, so you can take a five foot swim. And then blast the three of them that are in a line. They need to make a reflex save. All right. That is a 29. That is a 23. 32. So the one that failed is blind. Okay. If it wasn't blind already. It was not and blind then already. I roll 50 points of damage, so. Nice. 25 nice. points to each since it's a corporeal source. Mm-hmm. As another hey, ray of too. sunlight sears through the center of the room. And Narmer is going to use the Ring of the Ram on... He's only going to use one charge, though. This is more or less just to get them the way. Well, maybe not. Nope, that's the end of my turn. I'm going to hold those in case there's more freaking ghosts that we actually... Yeah, this is only, like, the first combat in this area. Like, who knows what else is here. (laughs) By the way, this is only the first combat in here! Yeah. All right, that's the end of Masika's turn. (sighs) Losing a PC always sticks the wind out of the fight. That brings us to Citra Nahamra. Um. <laughs> Technically, you should have had to make a hover check last turn, but I'm not going to worry about it. I think your bonus is high enough that it's not a concern anyway. Um. And the the bonus is both of the ones next to us are blind, so have at ye. Although also incorporeal, so unless you can do oh. ghost touch or positive energy, them. you can't sneak attack. I hate attack. them so much. I cannot do that. I used all my etheric strikes trying not to have my heart ripped out of my chest by Banshee. I think that was the right move. I was going to say, it was probably a a good choice. I do not regret my decisions on that, but I do wish I wish there had been some way to up that (laughs) uh, skill. What does that run off of? Uh, Three plus my charisma modifier, but I've never really had a reason to up my charisma because I'm a dex-based fighter. So... (laughs) Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, snap the fingers, draw the second kukri, and let's uh, let's two Go up for and fight. Broke. <laughs> yeah, okay. let's let's do that. Uh, rolled a fourteen for a thirty-one. Thirty-one will strike a target as you turn, spin, lash out at the blinded one next to you. Okay, that would be nine points of regular, six points of electricity, and five points of fire. All right, a solid hit. Okay, that was the first hit. Uh, second hit probably not gonna do it. Uh, that is only a 7 for a 19. A 19 will hit your blinded foe as you bring oh. your blade around and slice out at her. Okay. That would be uh, 10 points of regular, 5 points of electricity, and 4 points of fire. You continue to slice, slice, slice away. Okay. Uh, offhand is a... Uh, that would be a 7 for a 24. 24 will strike your foe. That would be 10 points of damage. Still and slowly slicing away at her. Then rolled a 15, uh, which gives me a 27. 27 hits. Which is eight points of damage. Chip, chip, chipping away. Yep, yep, yep. That's is that the end of your that's turn? That's what I got. Yep. That brings us to handmaidens. Uh, first off, the blinded, the first of the blinded one will go ahead and attack at Citra because can still hear her moving around right in front of her. Uh, just, uh, you know, in case it matters, they all take six points. I think your last... Uh, blast of that shows that it does matter at times. Yep, yep. so they all take Every six point points. matters. <laughs> Especially against Incorporeal. I think that's the first damage done to the one closest to uh, Masika. No, it's the three points of damage the previous turn. So this one will go ahead and lash out at Citra. 68 gets through the mischance. That is a 27 to hit Citra's touch AC. Yep. Dealing four points of damage plus one negative level and I will need a will save. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be bad, guys. Oh, um, be a three for a fourteen. Citra, this creature looms over you, dives forward, slices in. For all of the rest of you, there's just this merging of the greenish gray spirit of the maiden and Citra before Citra's eyes go blank. Mechanically speaking, for all intents and purposes, you've been subject to a magic jar spell. Great. Great. Yeah, this fight is awful. Guys, say this to whoever wrote this. Brings us the next handmaiden, as that one has now possessed Citra. Who lashes out at Sudi? <laughs> Actually, no, I think she would... No, I can't justify it. She'd lash out at Citra because she's what? also blind and would be unaware that Citra had been oh. possessed by her ally. Oh. <laughs> I I don't know if that works in our favor. So that's 42 for the mischance. So I'll go ahead and re-roll that since blind fighting. That's 39, so misses anyway due to the blindness. So moot point to get into whether or not someone can be double possessed double possessed the two the two spirits <laughs> fighting for the body oh the fun. handmaiden that was just blasted by masika lashes out at her that is a 26 to hit masika yeah i have a 14 that will be a hit dealing four points of damage to masika and an additional level drain i will need you to go ahead and make me a will save that's the really terrible thing about these things is Yikes. that the, the level drain is bringing your will saves down each time also yes I roll a 14, which uh, would normally get me... Oh, actually, I take that back. You successfully saved against this this one's fantastic, or this one's possession last round. So, no, you're immune. Okay. Oh, thank goodness they can only try to possess us once. Once per person. Yeah, just... Uh, yeah, there's at least that, I guess. Sucks when your will save isn't good. Well, you know. <laughs> So that brings us to Sudi Kantar. Sudi Kantar is going to look over at Citra and realize that's probably not good and focus on the one that could potentially possess him. Full attack, flurry of blows, great frustration all around. All right. Okay, that is a 15 for a 35. 35 will strike your foe. Okie dokie, that is 13 points of damage. So you continue to hammer away at the other ghost. Perfect 20, because of course... <laughs> Perfect, Perfect 20 will automatically hit. You cannot threat or critical these. Of course I can't. Uh, so that is 13 points of damage again. Another hit. These guys got too many hit points. Okay, that is a 14. That is a 29. A 29 will strike your foe. Okay. That is 15 points of damage. If you continue to punch. Oh my gosh. Die already. I think incorporeal is a weakness for this group. It, it is definitely incorporeal. Um, so, well, if when we're missing our wizard, who could be doing a lot right now. Yeah. <laughs> so that's only a four for a 14. Let's go ahead and spend another key point and uh, try to take this guy down. Oh, gal. Right. This gal down. This maiden. That's a natural one. Natural Dang one will it. automatically miss your target. Yup. <gasps> I hate this. It brings us to the other hand maiden. It will actually move away. So I roll a 12, which gets me a 22. 22 will sadly not strike your foe. Yeah. That is a 24. Sorry, That's a miss. 23. That's also a miss. <laughs> <laughs> so lunges to the attack against Sudi. Float like a butterfly. From the handmaiden, we go to Masika of the Beckon. Um, I'm going to sunbeam the two that are still in a line. Um, reflex save is 29. 29? 25, sorry. I was like, did it, it went up? I wish. I yeah. wish, right? 
The first one gets a 28. The second one gets a 23. Well, the 23 fails. It's already blind, so... I do 41 points of damage, because now I'm doing 12d6 instead of 15d6, because level drain. Beam sears through the first one before punching straight through the second one and destroying it. Oh, there's that at least. Jeez. Searing into the far side of the room. Narmer is going to ring of the ram, this one that's right next to me. Okay. Just because I'm down three freaking levels. All right. It will take the attack of opportunity since he is using ranged attack within melee range. That is a 37 to hit Narmer. That'll hit Narmer. I mean, he's immune to the level drain and everything. He's immune to the level drain. He takes four points of damage, though, as it slices into him. Ow. I show that for your benefit. I don't actually experience pain. Also, <laughs> unbeknownst right. to you, Ghosh, but I'll automatically repair that. Yeah, I will. Eight ram. And I'm... This is... Yeah. This is like a bad fight, so we're going to blow three charges because I can't take any more level drain. I mean, from the mask, I can cast Death Ward, which will remove the penalties from the negative levels for the duration of the effect. I mean, so. I can remove it, but if I keep doing this, my damage and everything else is just going to keep going down and down and yeah. down. Yeah. Uh, does 12 points of damage. A solid blow from the catfish. Aha. Um, I get a 30 to knock it back. A 30 will not beat her CMD. Dang. Rude. All right, that's the end of my turn. Wow. Citra, from the floating miasma that your mind has plunged into, a world of shadow and smoke, very distantly you can hear the cries of your friends, the odd sound of Sudi's fists, magical fists, punching a ghost, (laughs) the distant, distant warmth on your face of like a ray of sunlight breaking through a cloudy day. And you may, as a four-round action on your turn, attempt a will save. All right, guys. Dice lock, please be good. I mean, you know, that, that wasn't bad. One to 20, but, you know, I'll take what I can get. Uh, that is a 16. I'm down a level, so plus 10 is a 26. You feel this kind of this tickling in the back of your mind, and you feel yourself kind of buoyed up, almost lifted up by the collective knowledge that, again, If you are to die here, you will damn not only yourself, but scores of your ancestors. As you struggle and fight, Sudi, with a scream, you see Citra throw her head back as this ghost just rips back free of her, like punched out all Doctor Strange style as it stumbles (laughs) back out of her. It returns back to its original (gasps) square. Stay out! It will then attack Citra. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well, nuts. well, technically it will then take uh, however much damage your helmet does, but it will then attack Citra. It takes three points of damage. All right. I'll go ahead and apply that to all of them. Chip, chip, chipping away. It will get a natural one moving on to the next one in line. Okay. Masika can't be possessed again by this one. It will also provoke an attack of opportunity as it flies over to face against Sudi. Great. Great. He's a big, uh, strong boy that they'd like to punch people with. 28 will strike your target. They want Sudi's big, strong muscles. Does it? That's creepy. To punch people with. I do nine points of damage. Nine points of damage. A solid hit. It then flies over and lashes out at Sudi Kantar. <laughs> that is a much better roll. Dang it. That is a 34. Yep. Touch That'll save. touch me. 
They're rolling garbage for these guys. That is five points of damage and one negative level, and I will need a will save. Great. Okay, that's... Um, okay. Uh, this isn't... Uh, is this an enchantment, if it's like magic jar? It is a necromancy effect. Okay, then I don't get any bonuses. Uh, so I roll a 12 for a 29. A 29 with your, again, years of training with the Voice of the Spire. Your, your training just kicks in. You build your mind into a fortress, an unassailable fortress, although it is being assailed and chipped away at as far as the negative levels draining your will saves. <laughs> However, you do resist the Handmaiden's attempt to funnel her form into yours. This isn't the Handmaid's Tale. Yes. Bring us to Sudi Kantar. Well, crud. Okay, Sudi's going to target the one that's been, what, double sunbeamed at this point? Um, and chip, the one that chip, just chip rushed up and uh, attempted to grab at you? actually managed to touch me? Yeah, that offended me personally. Um, so here we go. That is a four for a 24. 24 will strike your target. Hey! As Sudi kicks off the wall, hammers back towards her, just kind of starts doing this palm slamming into her chest, trying to push her away as she starts to try to possess you. Yep, doing the uh, the ancient one, like, just, you know, straight palm punch. Uh, yep. Only rolled a one on the dice, so that's nine points of damage. I mean, it's still damage. Still damage. We'll take what we can get. All right, next attack, 10 for a 30. Another hit. That is 16 points of damage. A better hit. Okay, that is a 19 for a 34. 34 will hit for 11 points of damage. So you continue to tear into it. Still going. 14 for a 24. 24 will hit, just barely. Nine points of damage. Let's go ahead and spend a key point because uh, apparently this is dire enough. I'm probably just gonna spend all my key points on this fight. All right. That is a 15 for a 35. That'll hit your target. For 11 points of damage. It is still going. Of course it is. <laughs> hit points for days. <laughs> I it doesn't it. need hit Jeez. points for days. It's taking half damage from I everything. Hate it. <laughs> I know. I hate it so much. That brings us to the other handmaiden who I believe missed you last turn. So it hasn't attempted yes. to possess Sudi yet. It has not attempted to possess me. It's true. It rushes to the four. That is... Dice are finally coming around. No. No. That is a 36. Oh, yeah. That'll touch me. No. All right. Two negative I levels. I don't like. Uh, that is five points of regular damage and one more level drain. Okay. And an additional will save. save. Oh, crap. Oh, no. That's a four Let's... for a 21. As it floods into your body. Oh, no. Yep. Possessing the monk. Oh, crud. Masika of the Beckon. Oh. All right. Masika is going to swim 20 feet over because I have to not have my friends in a line when I try to use Sunbeam. It's true. Citra's like, oh, I'm free. And then suddenly Sudi's just possessed next to her. All right. Yep. That one needs to make a reflex save. Emotep. Oh, uh, boy. You're looking at a 24. That fails, so it's blind. And then it... Uh, so I do 47 points of damage, so since it's incorporeal, it'll take half. So, what, 23? That'd be 23 points of damage, so it doesn't actually matter that you blinded it because you also disintegrated it. Hey, there we go. From Masika, Citra Nahamra. I'm gonna just... Do what I did before. Just pummel and hope for the best. Okay. Stab, stab. Okay. First attack. I roll a... Wait, I'm down one, so... Uh, that is a an 11 for a 27. A 27 will strike your blinded foe. Okay. 
That is nine regular, three electricity, and six fire. All right. Solid hit. All right. Second attack. Hold a 14. Which gets me a 25. A 25 will strike your foe. Okay. That gets me 10 points of regular damage, six points of electricity, and six points of fire. Another solid hit. Okay. Something uh, I've realized, actually, as uh, as we've been doing this encounter, is because of the stacked elemental damage, Citra actually out-damages non-enlarged Sudi. Yes. With a with regular attacks. Yes. That's why I try to get big as much as I can. <laughs> Never noticed that before. All right. Uh, I rolled a five for a 21. A 21 will strike your target. Okay. For six points of damage. And then final one is a uh, uh, 23. I rolled a 12. A 23 will hit your blinded foe. For eight points of damage. Not nearly so much when it's not the elemental weapon. <laughs> yeah. As Citra begins to slice, slice, uh, I'll go ahead and throw this out there for you, Rach. Do you want to step out of the flank? Oh, uh, yeah. Because Sudi is myself. now possessed. <laughs> I'm yeah. not myself. Where do you want to step? Should step away from me so that I don't get a chance to get you. Yeah, I'm gonna take a five foot step uh, next to the blind ghost because you know maybe I'm quiet enough that she won't be able to tell where I am. Okay, and just double checking here, and no, it doesn't appear that um, Sudi's body retains his feet when Sudi's not in the driver's ha -ha. seat. Oh, good. So no it doesn't matter. Up. I'd be step upping into the water anyway. So. <laughs> Dump into the water. From Citra, we go to. The non-possessing handmaiden is going to go ahead and make a perception roll to see if she can track where Citra's moving. And yeah, that's a 37, so definitely. And we'll then turn to lash out at the rogue. So that's probably going to be a hit. However, that's a 42 to get through the blindness. And rolls again for an 11. So we'll miss due to the blindness. Bring us to Sudi. Sudi, much uh, unbeknownst to you, but much like Citra, you fall into darkness and into the abyss just kind of free floating again you feel that much like citra actually you feel that that nice gentle ray of sunlight nearby as if it's <laughs> gently washing over you and hear the distant sound of like oh, i think masika's playing in the water taking you back to fun days on the beach as you float gently how dare you, you use our positive our positive one positive thing in two books against us <laughs> it's the only thing i can fall back on all right go ahead and make me a will save as oh, a four-round action, you may. All right. That'll play. All right. That is a 19, which is a 36. Bye. You feel yourself gently floating into the abyss before there's a sudden stop. Almost, it's uncomfortable, but almost painful, as if you're gently floating and then something arrests your movement. Like an invisible, near-incorporeal hand just reaches down and grips you, not by your head, but by the stone in your forehead. Ooh, creepy. <laughs> you feel yourself rushed back to the present as the last Eye of Raw once again shakes off this possessing force and expels the spirit as she stumbles past. Yeah, your ancestors were like, nah, <laughs> no, bro. No, last Eye of Raw, no. Or maybe for Asma, who knows? Asma's like, get us. back in there. It's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Stop playing down the other job. other go, go, go. From Sudi, who had to use a four-round action to do that. Yep. We go to the Handmaiden, who has successfully possessed Sudi, but has been expelled. 
Fell to possess Masika. Takes a five foot step up next to Citra. Oh, good grief. That will do. That is a 36 to hit Citra's touch AC. Oh, boy. Of course it does. Of course it does. Man, this fight. Dealing six points of damage to the rogue, one negative level, and I will need you to make a will save. I'm going to do a little math. Come on, dice. I don't want to get possessed again. Okay. Maybe. It's a 13 for a 24. Wait. But minus two levels, 22? A 22 will not succeed as the ghost oh plunges gosh. into your body. Gosh darn it. As Citra stumbles as she is possessed for a second time in less than like 18 seconds. Gosh darn it. Masika of the Beckon. Oh. <laughs> Does the ghost that's possessing Citra still count as being like out and undead or is it shielded by being in her body? I will allow you to make a spellcraft check if you so wish. I roll a 13, which has changed to a 10, which gets me a 29. So you are aware that while it is possessing Citra's body, for all intents and purposes, it is Citra. It is not a undead creature. You are aware that this functions much akin to a magic jar, uh, except for in this case, it is uh, supernatural and not spell-like, which means it cannot be dispelled by dispel magic. Uh, however, it is a possession, which means it can be dismissed. Like with a dismissal or a banishment? As by the dismissal spell. I don't know banishment. Um, okay, so positive pulse won't it's, It might be specific it. to this creature because it does says, if turned or subject to a dismissal spell while possessing the host, it will be ejected. I love the term ejected. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a dismissal because I... Did banishment because the save DC is way higher. Well, I got out once. Maybe I can get out again. Yeah, that means we're gonna have to. Yeah, we're gonna have to bank on you making that save. All right, Masika moves forward, so she's just behind Sudi. I'm gonna cast Positive Pulse Greater because it's the only thing I have that's gonna really hurt this thing. All right. Um, it needs to make a will save. Remaining ghost makes will save. Looking at a twenty-five. I mean, that passes. Jeez. From there we go to Citra. Once again, floating in the void, you are allowed a full round action. All right, so minus two on my will save. <laughs> the dice have not been kind to me today, or at least not consistently kind. I don't know if that'll do it. I don't think it will. <laughs> it's a 14 for a 23. You successfully expel the spirit oh, from your body. Oh my gosh. I swear to God, I was so worried about that. With the exact DC necessary oh. to overcome the possession as you jettison her out of your body. <laughs> Stop it, all of you. <laughs> Too bad they don't care. That brings us to the other one. Hold who, on, um, hold on. They take six points of hell me damage. Uh, at the beginning of their turn, yes. So the other handmaid will attack Citra again, even though she can't possess her, but also isn't positive where anyone else is or within reach and is blind. Don't like her. That is a is awful. 27, <laughs> which will not get through the uh, mischance. Okay. Well, that's something. That is a 67, however, which will get through the mischance. However, that's only a 24 to hit your touch AC. Well, yeah, of course that's still going to hit me. I only got 21. I don't know what your touch AC is. 
Not good. I'm the only one with a good touch AC because I have all my monk abilities boosting my touch. I'm Deals not three doing points good. of damage to Citra, and Citra takes an additional negative level. Yeah, great. Now I'm down three levels. This is the worst day ever. <laughs> Almost all down the same number of levels. I shouldn't have said that out loud. Um, all right. Full yeah. <laughs> I hate you, Jordan. I hate I'm slowly, you. I'm slowly learning. You're teaching me. Um, okay, yes. so I will full out attack the one that had just possessed Citra um, okay. because it's the only one that's actually close enough to the land that I'm on. Yep. Sudi's basically been had playing King walking. of the Mountain the entire time with his tiny little island here. Pretty much. Um, all right, here we go. All right, that's an 18 for a 38. 38 will hit your foe. 11 points of damage. Natural one. Will automatically miss. 12 for a 22. Hits. Oh, wait, for no, four. sorry. This isn't the blinded one. 22 will not strike your foe. Oh, unfortunate. Um, okay. Attack. Natural one. Natural one automatically miss. Point. Seriously? That's an 8 for a 28. 28 will strike your target. Oh, thank goodness. For 11 points of damage. Another hit. I'm out. That's it. That was All a terrible right. round. Well, this one is also out of... Uh, People it can possess. She takes three points of damage. <laughs> the only All thing that right. is damaging them, it feels like. <laughs> I know, right? <sighs> she successfully possessed Sudi and then Citra and can try again in one minute. She's not going to be alive in one minute if we can just pummel her into goo. <laughs> She'll take a five foot float oh, over next on. to Masika. I can't step uh, up after her. I would like to step up and strike her. Okay. Do you have following hey. step? I do. I have step okay. up, following step, step up and strike. You can spring into the flank if you wish. At the very least, gets you the plus two to hit. That is exactly what I would like to do. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll get something off of her. Uh, I rolled a 16, which gets me a 32 with all of my problems, but then a 34 with my flank. We'll strike your target. Okay. That would be uh, eight points of regular, four points of electricity, and three points of fire. Okay. You ram your blade in. Yep. Uh, that's not going to change her calculus. She's still going to attack Masika. And that will probably easily hit with the 35 to hit Masika's touch, I say. Good yep. grief. That is seven points of regular damage, one negative level. God. Masika of the Beckon. Does this affect my channeling? Like my actual, like I have to go in and take four levels off for how many D6 I do? Yes. It's yep. all level dependent variables. All right. Well, I do 18 points of damage. So they both get will saves. The first one gets a 16. The second one gets a 25. So you channel energy blasting both the two of them as they recoil back from the light of Toth. Citra Nahamra. Citra is going to go ahead and start uh, just slicing away. <laughs> okay. That's what I got. Uh, that would be a 12 for a 26. A 26 will strike your foe. Okay, uh, 10 points of regular, 5 points of electricity, and 3 points of fire. All right. So your blade slices in. Continue the attack. Yep. Oh, man, I missed a, an amazing opportunity to yell cowabunga. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Dang uh, it. I rolled a 9 for a 25. 25 will hit. Uh, <laughs> 9 points of regular, 1 point of electricity, 5 points of fire. Continue slicing into your foe. Uh, let's do the other one, which does not do nearly as much, but, you know... We're going to try anyway. Rolled a 15, which plus 14 uh, is a 29. 29 will strike your foe. 
That'd be five points of damage. And this last one is probably not going to do it. Uh, with a two for a uh, 11. <laughs> An 11 will not strike your foe. Yeah, so, so. that's what I got. We're going to do the blinded handmaiden. They're stupid blind fighting. And we'll go ahead and use a move action to step over next to Sudi. Ah, oh, come on now. Stop it. And attack. 65 will get through the mischance. Uh-oh. However, that is a 25 to hit. Ooh, that barely misses my touch AC. All right. Oh, uh, lordy. Bring us to Sudi Kantar. Sudi Kantar is going to punch this one. This one's actually close enough, so that's at least <laughs> something. So I will full out attack once again the blind one, so their AC's lower, so take that. All right. All right, 10 for a 30. A 30 will strike your target. 12 points of damage. As soon as you punch your fist through the spectral figure. <laughs> oh, thank yes. goodness. All right. As it disintegrates it. under the onslaught. Supposed to turn back towards the other one. Uh, the other one's in the water. Yeah, unless you I mean, kick you can on flying your shoes. Kick and hit her. I, I was gonna say, I was like, I can flying kick it, and then you just also, punch her feet. I was gonna say, can like, I just like punch her up from the just water. Get her in like, the Achilles. Technically, my strength does no, like technically kind of doesn't do anything how, to the wait, mechanics of this. Wait, how deep is the water? Because aren't you a short boy? I'm a short boy. <laughs> oh, the water in here is, uh, I think, forty feet deep. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm like wading in the water. Yeah, she she is low enough, however, that she's hitting Masika. She's yes. at the surface of the water, which means that if you are in the water, you can continue to attack her. Okay, speaking. I will do that. I'm going to then turn flying kick. <laughs> flying kick out over the water. <laughs> All right, over the water majestically, like the you know, like no cat ever has before. Okay. Second attack. Okay, so that is a five for a twenty-five. A twenty-five will strike your target. That is 14 points of damage. A solid blow as you slice your foot through her in a scissor kick before splashing into the water. All right, then I roll a 10 for a 25. Sopping wet, you spring up out of the water and lash up with your fist. 25 will strike your target. All right, 15 points of damage. Another solid blow. All right, an 18 for a 28. A 28 will hit as you keep, like, popping yourself, bobbing like a cork out of the water and swiping up at her. It was a wild fight. Um, so that's 14 points of damage. She's still going. Key strike. All right. That's my sixth one for those keeping count at home. <laughs> How many do you have? Eight. <laughs> that's an eight for a 28. A 28 will strike your foe. For 11 points of damage. Another solid blow, although she is still going. Citra Nahamra. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and hope for the best. Okay. Oh, hey, there's a natural 20 that I can't crit on, but at least Perfect I hit. 20 will automatically hit. Will <laughs> Dude, not this fight is giving out the critical. crits that we can't <laughs> use. Uh, but that is pretty decent damage roll for the little bit I can do. Uh, 11 regular, 5 electricity, and 2 fire. As your blade rips through the core of the creature, her form dissipating <gasps> into a mist of green and phosphorescence. Holy crap. So suppose Sudi soaking wet, Masika soaking wet, Citra hovering above the water, looks over to the fallen form of their dear friend, and we'll pick it up here next time. Oh, oh good my God. gracious. I hate incorporeal. I need a ghost touch kukri. I think I kind of passed the point of no return on that. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think about it. 
Pineapath Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Paths are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.